0: Welcome back to the Mandarin Blueprint Podcast. I am here with Paul, who has kindly agreed to talk about his experiences on the Mandarin Blueprint Method video course. Um, But first, before we get into anything about the course, I thought I would just ask you, Paul, to introduce yourself and talk about what led you to wanting to learn uh, Chinese.
1: Okay. Uh, My name is Paul, and I've been interested in learning different languages. Um, since I hit my twenties, I've studied Portuguese, French, Spanish, Japanese, and uh I eventually came to Chinese through my interest in Chinese medicine and Taoism. Mm. And I was kind of intimidated to learn it at first because it's supposed to be the hardest language to learn, quote unquote. But right. yeah. but I think it's not that difficult, I found and I've been surprised at how easily I've been able to do it through the Mandarin Blueprint program.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Chinese, the the hardest parts about it are kind of in the beginning. But once you sort of establish your foundation, uh, you realize that most of the, uh, the way the language is structured is actually quite logical. So because uh, it's less, um, you know, English has so many different sources that sometimes... Uh, you know, uh, root languages, you know, you've got uh, Nordic, you've got uh, Germanic, Latin, uh, Mm -hmm. French, uh, there's all sorts of different root languages. So it can make the uh, sort of structures of the language and the grammar feel very um, all over the place sometimes, whereas Chinese is a lot more unified. So when it comes down to, um, you know, you you see like a rule or or a, a there's a lot more consistency, let's put it that way. So you can have a, when you see an exception to a rule it's actually quite surprising you're like oh wow that's an you know whereas in english there's exceptions all over the place the whole language is it's a language right. of exceptions so um mm-hmm. so cool that's that's good to hear so what um so when you so you were interested in taoism uh and you're interested in um i'm sorry you said taoism and uh I'm like I, I forgot the other thing you said
1: oh uh chinese medicine a little I bit that's what got my interest kind of started <laughs>
0: Yeah. You know, my, just on a personal note, my opinion has really changed on Chinese traditional medicine. Uh, You know, when I first came to uh, China, I was very much, you know, of the camp of, you know, what do you mean? Chinese medicine isn't medicine, just medicine. And I, and I do think that there is, um, there's something to be said for that line of thinking, but I've sort of come to understand that Chinese traditional medicine is almost, it's almost better to think of it in more like by analogy to nutritionism or like sort of um, a nutritionist you know in the sense it's not exactly the same but there's sort of that type of it's more preventative in nature it's meant to be like if you do these things then you can potentially uh, avoid uh you know feeling feeling ill at ease or just feel you know it's like don't use chinese traditional medicine trauma you know if you're in a car accident use western medicine but like if you're uh trying to just you know you're you don't want to have uh, feel as ill at ease as much, you know, you can try some Chinese traditional medicine. So what what got you interested in that in the first place?
1: Well, I had a good buddy that was having uh, bad pain. And he went to an acupuncturist and it mm. worked wonders for him, took all the pain away. And he said, I'm going to bring you with me. So I went with him and I made friends with the acupuncturist, started talking to him. He introduced me to some reading material and I started taking a few classes from there, and the interest just grew. Right, right. And is that what led to your interest in Taoism? Yeah, yeah. I figured I'm studying the medicine, and we're getting a little bit of, you know, the yin and the yang and the Chinese cosmology, and if I want to learn the medicine, why don't I just go straight to the source and learn the Tao?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, being in Chengdu, we're very close to the uh, the birthplace of Taoism in uh, Shan. I've mm-hmm. uh, been there many times, yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah, the Taoism is really that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taoism is something that uh, I think has permeated the culture here in a way that's you know it's very like in many ways. It's in the language. You know, you'll see a lot of different um, you know sort of uh-huh. so the idioms or just turns of phrase or even just words that you go okay, well this this in this word or in this idiom there's a concept that's sort of based in the the daoist philosophy which is cool to see you know because i had this um uh, not i wouldn't say it was actually an argument but a sort of debate with a uh, american friend of mine who was sort of saying that uh you know Taoism no longer there's not that many daoists so how much of an influence does it really have on chinese culture and i was like well a big influence it just because you, you know it's like saying uh you know imagine that you know 20 years from now the amount of Christians in America drops to say I don't know twenty percent or something. I'm not saying it'll happen, but like let's just say, does that mean that the eighty percent who aren't Christian aren't affected by Christian you know uh, uh, sort of philosophy or Christian uh, belief? It's like well of course it still would be because it's like generations of culture will still affect the um, you know the descendants. So yeah. that's something I've noticed here a lot. So just out of curiosity, what have been your biggest sort of uh, I'm genuinely just asking, so I'm curious. I, what, what, uh, what have been okay. your takeaways from your sort of not exactly just you're looking into Taoism and sort of what have you come to? What wisdom have you taken away from that? I suppose.
1: Oh man, how can you like uh, distill it and put it into a soundbite? Well, the eternal
0: Tao, um, you can't explain it. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> then right. It's not the eternal Tao. <laughs>
1: well, I, basically, it's just about whether life is good or life is bad it's going to change so Mm -hmm. if it's bad don't worry if it's good don't get too attached and just harmonize with whatever it is Mm -hmm. um it's not external things yeah it's not external things that bring you to ruin but it's just you letting yourself get jerked around by those things and that's probably a more practical point that i could distill from it
0: yeah, yeah. That's uh that's something. I love that little parable of the Chinese farmer uh where he's you know uh-huh. everything that happens oh, to him he just says people are like, "Oh, what good fortune. Oh, what bad fortune." Every time he's just like, "Maybe. You yeah, know, we'll see."
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's an awesome parable. Yeah, yeah. Um
0: cool. So let's um
1: so let's suppose
0: that you successfully learn Chinese and you're able to operate fluently and literally in the language. Uh what will you do with it?
1: well uh i'd have fun with it for one thing that's mostly why i'm learning is just for fun because it's Mm -hmm. something i enjoy doing nice but you know i i I might like to use it professionally i imagine your company would grow and maybe i'll work for mandarin blueprint in the future Uh or find other company to work for
0: yeah that sounds Uh sounds pretty good (laughs) yeah absolutely um that that's you know it's I like that attitude because um you know the, I think the truth of the matter is that whatever your goal is at the beginning uh the main thing is does it sustain you in continuing because uh it's pretty unlikely that your original goal is going to necessarily uh relate to what you end up using, but still there's no right. doubt that adding that skill set to your um you know resume is going to be something that you'll have use for in the future whether it be um you know directly like you got a job because of it or whether it's just because um you're able to meet new people uh who give you a connection or something like that you know there's there's all sorts of possibilities there so um that's you know it's if you're motivated by interest in the language and having fun in the language to begin with and then you're like well maybe it'll work out for something in the future uh then that's actually probably the best attitude to have right off the bat you know um mm-hmm. so cool nice so um Let's see here. Apart from that, um, so when you got into lo- looking into learning Chinese, what was your process? So like, how did you approach it from the beginning? So, okay, I want to learn Chinese. And so what did you do at that point? You just do a Google, like learn Chinese online or something?
1: Well, I had experience using the Pimsleur program for learning other languages. And I really liked that program. Nice. So I just started with Pimsleur and then from there i tried other apps i tried duolingo fluent u um i ordered books on amazon i started memorizing hsk lists and that kind of thing just i tried a bunch of different approaches just trying to see what fit me the best and what worked the best mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah how, and so how did you experience um i i i've we definitely heard a lot of people mention duolingo uh seeing that first oh. before heading to us and then uh uh, we both used Pimsleur at one point, Luke, a bit more than I did. Uh, for me, it, it, it drove me crazy. I, I didn't work for my oh. personality <laughs> as well, although it did, okay. it did help, you know, it, it had its, uh, but like, you know, I couldn't get through it. I just, every day I was just like, this is the most boring part of my day because <laughs> it's a listen and repeat huh. overall. But you know, um, what did you think of uh fluent you? I haven't, haven't heard too many people, um, on our course mention doing that. What was your experience with fluent you?
1: I like it better than Duolingo because it shows you a lot of videos. And then if you like certain videos, you'll just watch them over and over again and get exposed to certain vocabulary, what you guys call a top-down approach. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they, they also have SRS within their program, the spaced repetition software. Um, but it's not quite as good as the Anki that I'm doing through Mandarin Blueprint. Right yeah yeah the srs i mean i like it but not perfect
0: right yeah yeah anki is um you know well uh we anki is the most customizable srs software out there which is great um you know we yeah. uh, it also sort of drives us crazy a little bit because you have to be uh at a certain it has a pretty um high threshold of like sort of technological understanding to be able to use which is frustrating you uh-huh. don't want that to be the thing that stops people from learning Chinese and unfortunately for some people it's like Anki is too much of a pain um but you know it's just it depends on that but like most people you know in um uh, you know in a younger generation are fine with it but still it's a it's a it's like we the love-hate relationship we have with Anki is pretty (laughs) pretty intense but yeah Anki is great overall um so right nice so then how did you end up finding
1: Mandarin Blueprint then? Uh, I saw it in a Facebook ad, and I just went for it on a whim. It was on sale, so I just thought, okay, I'll try this one. I'm, uh, I guess I was a little dissatisfied with the progress I was making and with the method I was using, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't know at the time what was wrong with it until I started doing Mandarin Blueprint.
0: Right, right. So, so yeah, so tell me about that. How did that um... – Sort of what was it about when you started doing Mandarin Blueprint? What was it about it that made you realize, okay, this is going to be different and work
1: a little bit better? Well, I'd been doing um, Pimsleur for about a year and a half. And when I first started your pronunciation course, I learned so many things that I didn't even pick up on with Pimsleur. If I would have continued Pimsleur for another two years, I don't know if I would have picked up on all the pronunciation tips that you guys give and how to go into the nuances of that so that was right. the first thing I
0: yeah yeah Luke does such a good job in that course uh I was, you know I learned a bunch of stuff from Luke when I was editing the videos I was like oh this is a you know he did a great job so that's um that's not surprising to hear so yeah okay that makes sense so you've so you saw the pronunciation mastery saw Luke's good uh explanations for everything and uh then you were like okay so that's that's mm-hmm. pretty you know i mean the pronunciation course is something we're still very proud of when we made that you know maybe two and a half years ago now uh and so that's great yeah. so then uh, you transitioned into the uh phase one of the course with the character learning method mm-hmm. and uh you know obviously that yeah. is a little bit weird <laughs> if you're not used to uh the you know nobody thinks i'm gonna learn chinese by imagining my uh my uncle in the bathroom, you know, shaving a ferret. So what, um, yeah, it was unexpected. Yeah. So how did that, what was that experience
1: like when you first started? Um, it didn't take me long. I did a few characters and I realized, okay, this is going to work. I'm going to keep going with this. I'm going to be able to put in the minimal input to get out the, uh, maximal output. Right. And it's, Before that, I was like memorizing HSK lists, and I would just read characters over and over and pronounce them over and over again, and just do it through kind of rote memorization, Mm -hmm. which I guess it has its merits if you're a child in China and you have all your life to study and learn. But for me, I picked up on your guys' method being like something that you could use to learn characters a lot quicker and memorize them a lot quicker.
0: So like, you got picked up on it pretty quick and believed in it pretty quick, which is good. That's a very important element to it because skepticism, I totally, I, while I completely understand skepticism, it's like, it does, it can hold you back a little bit because you're like, well, you know, what is this about? Why would I imagine all these people and places and whatever? And so, but the thing I always point out is that um, if Chinese only had a hundred characters, then I would agree that it's not worth it. But like, you know, so it is, if you figure it out say let's say it takes you 30 characters to feel like okay i understand how this method works well that's one percent of the characters you're going to need to learn right so then 99 percent of them are going to be learned with a method in a system that will be much faster so um so as you moved as you moved on and continued to to use it how how quickly do you feel you know you're arriving on a new make a movie page and you're going to start learning a character uh how quick is the process now like you know from uh the point where you put all the pieces together and then come up with a, a scene to remember the character how, how long does that take you
1: just from watching the first video on the make a movie and going from there you mean well let's say let's say you know maybe if there's no video you just arrive and you just do to so just to do okay. the, the process how long does it take you just, just to get a basic understanding of the character Mm-hmm okay well in that case probably less than five minutes
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: character yeah.
0: yeah nice nice and that will that'll only continue to get faster as you move forward because you know what i found is that uh you know it's funny people will sometimes say to luke and i like you guys are so good at this and it's like well yeah we did it over three thousand times you know <laughs> at least so it's like you'll get good at anything yeah. if you do it three thousand times it's like you just think because it's mostly about relaxing it's about just saying okay I've arrived at this uh, new character and every element of the character, I can relate to something I already know. And if you just relax into that and just go, okay, well, we've got a, a spoon and we've got a, a giant spider. And we have the keyword is, um, you know, to uh, poke or something. You know, it's like, okay, so the giant spider's taking a spoon and he's, he's, he's poking me in the eye or whatever, you know, something. It's just, it takes, it's not, it's not really all that hard. It just it, people can sort mm-hmm. of. Um, it's easy to overthink. So if you're in that sort of beta wave, super, you know, uh, you know, putting a lot that uh, analytical uh, thinking, it can sometimes hold you back. But if you just relax into it, it can be pretty easy. Um, yeah. Cool. Right. So, so as you moved forward, so you're in level seventeen now. So that means that you've now been uh-huh. doing about five levels or so that have uh, that are putting together characters to create um, sentences. So what's that experience yes. been like?
1: Well, I I kind of have had experience with that already mm-hmm. because I've been reading the uh, Mandarin Companion storybooks, okay. which are very good resources. Um, so some of the sentences, I, I read them, I'm like, oh yeah, I already know that, I can recognize that. Mm-hmm. But I'm also learning new grammar rules that I haven't picked up on before. So it's It's been a good experience, and I feel like I'm learning with it
0: mm-hmm. right, right, yeah, so like yeah, so you've done some of the grammar point lessons those are relatively new what, um have those uh, been helpful yeah.
1: uh yes, they have um there's things that I've haven't picked up on on my own through my own studies with the grammar that you guys have made apparent, for example, the uh differences between Bougua and Dunshire. Mm-hmm. and uh or mm-hmm. kusher, Yeah. those yeah. kind of things
0: yeah yeah that type of stuff it's you know it's um we you know as we always emphasize the you know if you do it actually we just got a comment from one of our um one of our students christine where she said i really like how this grammar lesson explained you know these sentences that i'd already seen because now they make more sense to me and i was like exactly that's how it should go it should always be like you've seen the sentences and maybe you didn't totally get it, but you sort of, um, you know, went, okay, I can accept at least that this is the English translation and I'll move on. And then after you've seen like 10 or so sentences that are in a similar structure, then when somebody explains it to you, it's more like a light bulb going off as opposed to if you've never seen any sentences with this structure and then I just introduce the concept, it's just sort of random and it doesn't have any kind of light bulb effect. It's just like, here's a bit of random conceptual information about how Chinese grammar works. And then here's some example sentences. It's not nearly as satisfying and it also, I think it causes you to think too much because you're starting in the wrong, you're starting with the, the you're putting the cart before the horse. You're saying, okay, don't have any exposure to the language and then explain how it works. It's like, that's never how language is gonna be uh, acquired. So um, I'm glad to hear that you're you're finding
1: those mm-hmm. useful. Um. Yeah, cool. it makes a lot of sense to me that way. Yeah,
0: yeah, nice um okay so as you've gone through you know have um have have there been any impacts on you know how you've been you know obviously you're in the states so you're not necessarily interacting with chinese people on a day-to-day basis but has there been any impact on your life so far uh from uh learning these characters or anything that you've done that sort of surprised yourself or kind of um you know any, any interesting stories that you've picked up on since uh Uh, you know, acquiring the levels one through 17 knowledge? Well,
1: I was surprised that I've actually been putting more study time into my practice just because I find it to be so fun and so easy to get into the flow state, which I didn't expect. And Mm -hmm. it just kind of grew on me as I've done it more and more. And now I'll spend easily an hour a day studying, which wasn't quite my habit before. So that's Mm -hmm. been surprising and and it's been a good thing.
0: Right, right. Gotcha. Well, that's, that, I mean, that's that's good. I mean, if you, um, you know, study motivation, it's like I learned a lot from learning Chinese. You know, when I was a kid, I did learn drums and I practiced every day on drums. And so I did oh, yeah. have that one thing that I had in my past that I was really passionate about. And for years, I just like practiced all the time. Um, and so I at least had that, that thing there. But, you know, with Chinese, it just occurred to me, it was like, oh, this is, you know, I'm never really going to stop doing this ever. I mean, obviously now I'm not practicing in the traditional sense. Like I don't feel like I'm sitting uh-huh. down to study. I just read Chinese um, you know, throughout my day. Um, but it does that's make awesome. me improve and all that. And that's is eventually where everybody needs to get. But once I realized it was like, oh, this is never this is just something that's become a part of my life. It's integrated into my day to day. That uh is, you know, it's something I hope that I can trans uh, help transfer to other people to realize, you know, that's going to um that's going to be uh the same type of if people can get that attitude and they can feel like okay every day is going to be just a little bit better just a bit, little bit better than yesterday then you know i mean like it's only going to take it we're talking in like the less than five year time frame which in the scope of your life is nothing like and then the rest of your life you have chinese as a part of your um you know uh arsenal i suppose of skills so uh glad to hear that that's like that's great to hear. As a as a curriculum creator, knowing that you're feeling motivated to study is just like that's exactly <laughs> what we want. So <laughs> fantastic. Um right, guys right. do a
1: great job.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um so tell me about your experience of the community aspect of the course. So we have you know comments below all the videos. We have the community oh. forum, you know, we have this thing where it's it's you know, from our perspective, from Luke and I, it's really great because we get to um have user generated content all over the place. So Uh um, how has that been for you, you know, going through the
1: course, seeing the other people who are on the course? It's been good. Um, Sometimes when I'm stuck for an idea for a scene, I'll read the comments in the community and it jars something in my brain and gives me a good scene. Um, I've written down scenes on there too. And that helps me remember them better if I put them out on the uh, forum Mm-hmm. And I've also asked you guys questions on the forum and found it helpful. You've gotten back to me very quick and answered my questions. So overall, that's been a good experience. Definitely adds to the program.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's a It's been such a delight to us to see how that's developed because, you know, we're we didn't have any idea that, that would happen. We did, We hoped we were like, all oh, right, maybe people will comment and share their ideas. And then people really got into it, which is just, I mean, it's very, it's like heartwarming to me because that nobody is doing it because they're basically doing it for other people. And I mean, obviously, it helps them a little bit to write it down, sure. Like you're, like you said, I mean, it helps them remember. But it's like, it's really great to see so many people sharing their, uh, their ideas. And I, like you said, oftentimes it's not that you use exactly their scene, but it gives you a little trigger to an idea. And yeah. You can, uh, you can go from there. So that's fantastic. Um, so how about, um, you know, it sounds like you weren't particularly skeptical, but was there anything you were skeptical about at the beginning and sort of, uh, kind of didn't really believe in terms of our, uh, like claims or, you know, what the course was like?
1: Um, if anything, I was just, I didn't expect much out of it when I bought the course and started doing it. I thought, okay, I'll try it, but it's probably not going to be anything special or anything like that. Mm-hmm. That was the real skepticism I had just because it was something advertised on Facebook. Maybe mm-hmm. that made me a little more biased. Mm-hmm. But
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, other than that, it's, gr- it's probably the best course I found so far. It's just fantastic.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well I'm glad to hear that. So, how about uh how we could improve the course? I'm I always we're always trying to, you know, find ways to sharpen the saw and make it better. So, uh is there anything that you've run across and thought like, ah, this should be they could they could do a better job with this or or something a feature that maybe you would like to have or anything like that?
1: Uh yeah, there's a couple that I thought of. Um mm-hmm. I don't know if I can remember them all right now, but one thing, I'm sure you guys have thought of it already too, but I think this should be expanded into learning other languages hmm. um, like maybe Asian languages such as Japanese but really any language this could apply to if right. you guys are looking to expand your company in that way I think that would be a definite improvement
0: hmm. yeah I mean it's definitely a possibility in the cards you know I feel I feel very passionate about Mandarin uh, teaching Mandarin and, and teaching Chinese so like we'll we'll probably uh-huh. focus on expanding it to the point where we feel comfortable that anybody could use it to pass like the hsk6 or something like that uh but right said, oh, i guess it's uh, now they just they just made the hsk bigger so the hsk9 whatever it is is going to be um but uh the still like with that i have thought of this you know i think that because mandarin blueprint hopefully is going to be or or i should say language blueprint perhaps um is going right. to be something that we'll you know hopefully be doing for the rest of our lives so then you know, down the road, I think expanding to other languages could be really cool. And it'd be good that we started with the hardest one and then, well, at least the hardest yeah, one, yeah. But, you know, um, I think it's probably not the hardest in reality, but you know, it's, uh, it's right. Still, yeah. Uh, cool. All right. That, that's a good idea. Um,
1: anything else? Um, I, I don't know if later in the course, if there's going to be a video material included. Um, yeah. You mean in, in what way? Like, uh, um watching like chinese television or chinese uh music videos or commercials or things like that to try and Mm. make sure that you really grok the language
0: right yeah yeah i think well you know we have um in phase four you'll see in a few levels coming up we have some uh original content that's graded to your level but i was thinking about this actually for um you know, once we get probably, to be honest, we probably wouldn't do this until even the advanced course, which you haven't made yet. So, but that is something that I would love to do uh, in the advanced course, because um, that's obviously it's native language. It'll get you a lot of uh, spoken sort of turns of phrase and things like that. So I think that, yeah, that's a great idea for Supplemental material, I think there are actually some services that might do this uh, But you know, obviously it's not anything the power of Mandarin blueprint Is that anything that we do can be related back to the fact that we know exactly where you are and what you know? So we can say, okay, here's what they said here, you know, all these words We know you haven't learned this word in the method so we can give you a definition there, which is obviously other services They can't uh, know what you know, so I mean, obviously, we don't know if people did stuff outside of Mandarin Blueprint, but still, it's like when it's an integrated system like that, it works, it works pretty well. Um, nice. Nice. Cool. All right. Well, then, my final question would just be um, if you were – suppose you're talking to uh, somebody who wants to learn Mandarin, and they say, you know, Paul, should I do Mandarin Blueprint, uh, what, would you, what would you say?
1: I would say do that first before anything else, and I have recommended it to a few – Interested friends and recommend it to a few Dallas groups that I'm part of. Oh excellent.
0: nice yeah, cool, cool. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Paul. I, I, is there anything else that you'd like to uh, talk about or mention before we sign off for the day?
1: Uh, no, I just thank you for the interview and I'm happy to help you guys out. I'd like to see your company expand and I'm sure you will with how good the product is, I'm sure that you'll be a big company in a few years so
0: well, best we sort of, of luck hope so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> fantastic paul well thank you and uh if anybody's interested in checking out more just head to mandarinblueprint.com uh to learn about everything that you can use to learn mandarin through the mandarin blueprint method so uh thanks so much and we'll see you guys next you. time Bye bye